This is Isaac Morehouse. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss education, entrepreneurship, big ideas, how to put them into practice in the real world, and above all, how to live free. So I'm going to do something that I've never done before, um, which is a follow-up episode to an interview. And my friend Steve Patterson does this on his podcast, Patterson in Pursuit. And they're some of my favorite episodes. He does these interview breakdown episodes um, where he kind of talks about some further thoughts on a guest that he interviewed. And after interviewing Brian Kaplan on his book, The Case Against Education, we had a great conversation. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. All of this will make more sense if you do. Um, you know, I have so many thoughts rolling around in my head on this. Not only is this the issue I've been thinking about more than any other for about 15 years, but for the last five years, I've been in it all day, every day, full time in running, building, you know, and growing Praxis. And there were so many things that I almost found unbelievable about the way that Brian uh, approaches this topic. Um, and I don't mean that in like a negative sense, but almost surprising to me that I guess seeing it from afar, from an academic lens, I can, I can see how the difference in the perspective that I have. So let me give you a few examples. You know, this kind of reminded me of classic story in the history of economics where there was all kinds of, you know, proof, theoretical proof that public goods exist, first of all, that, you know, there are certain things the market just will not provide enough of and the market can't provide certain things that are beneficial to all. And so you need governments to provide them. And a paper written about lighthouses, that lighthouses cannot be privately provided. It, there's just all these problems, game theory problems. No one wants to pay. I mean, you know, everyone tries to free ride and there's no way to ensure that people don't free ride and blah, 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 blah. And the academics in their proverbial ivory tower literally publish the research showing that it's not possible. While at the same time, out their own window, there stands a privately provided lighthouse. And that's kind of how I felt in this book and in this conversation that when Kaplan looks at all the data, he's looking at all these aggregates, look, more successful people have more college, therefore college equals success. And he, he claims to not be making the correlation equals causation uh, case, but you really can't ever prove that you're not because there isn't a good way to tease that out. There simply are not enough ambitious people who have opted out of college in the last several decades to provide any sort of counterbalance. And of course, even those individual studies, you can never prove what would have happened had they gone to college or not gone to college. Um, so you really cannot prove causation, regardless of how you can try to control for variables and whatever, and look at all this aggregate data. I also thought it was funny in the book, almost every study mentioned said something like, well, this study was kind of flawed and it doesn't really perfectly work. But if we add like 20 studies together that don't perfectly work, we can say that the result is true enough, um, which I found a little bit, yeah, I don't know, a little a little too fast and loose. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical of the way that data and aggregates are used. But here, here, Brian, and I like Brian. I'm not ripping on Brian at all. We had a great conversation. I tremendously respect him. He's looking at all this data and saying, look, you just can't get a good enough job without a degree. You just, sorry, the data just says everybody with a good job has a degree and you got to get one. And, and when it comes to why he says, well, it like signals a bunch of things that employers care about. Um, 
but he never really describes individual employers specific hiring process, what they care most about. And I blogged about this, you know, if let's say employers cared about degrees, number five on their list of 10 things, but the top four things are going to be different for every single employer. Number five or somewhere around there is going to be the same eh, degree. And so if you, if you ran a, a, you know, data on that, it would look like degrees are the most important thing just because they're the most pervasive thing. Right. So anyway, there's all kinds of problems with looking at it in an aggregate sense, but he's, he's looking at this, like the academic looking at, you know, the research and the, the game theory and the data. And, you know, you can't provide lighthouses privately. Meanwhile, out his own window in his own backyard, so to speak, there are young people all the time. And I know because we've helped a couple hundred of them at Praxis. And we've spoken with several hundred more other places who are going and getting the very jobs that you're not supposed to be able to get without a degree because they figured out what it takes that what employers care about more and what other ways you can signal the things that a degree is signaling. And so when I share those anecdotes, Brian will say like, well, yeah, 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 that's true. But like, you know, it's, those are special cases. And I think you miss the point if you see those as only special cases. And there are a couple of reasons that that always kind of riles me up to hear professors say, well, only like super geniuses can do that. For one, to say that is to contradict Brian's main point, which is if you're really smart and you can pass, go to college. But if you're not really smart and you're not going to finish, you know, don't go to college. But at the same time, he'll turn around and I'll give examples of people who got great jobs without degrees because they built a better signal. And he'll say, well, that's only for really smart people. So which is it? Really smart people should or shouldn't go to college. I would argue they shouldn't. But I would also argue that doesn't mean that mediocre people or not very smart people should go to college either. Again, you need to ask, what's it actually going to get for you on the individual level? And this idea that like, well, Praxis or something like it, you know, an an alternative to college, some other way to build a career, to launch a career, right? Because college doesn't launch your career, period. No matter what else you can say about it, it will not get you a job ever. It won't launch a career. You've got to do something more. So if you have to launch a career separate from whatever you do from your education, why don't you ask how to launch a career first and then figure out if a formal education is any necessary part of that? seems like the better way to go about it. But this idea, it's like, it's only for super geniuses. You know, Praxis participants are amazing people. They're not super geniuses. They've got drive and ambition and a willingness to try, but it doesn't take a super genius. Let me give you an example. One of our alumni wanted to work for a company, a marketing company. She took some time to learn about them, spent a couple of weeks learning about them, getting an idea for what kind of stuff they do just on her own, put together a short pitch, a one page or something in an email for what she wanted to do, found out that the founder really likes Chipotle burritos, spent about 50 bucks ordering a Chipotle burrito and having somebody individually deliver it to his office in a different state with a little note that said, enjoy the burrito. I would enjoy working with you. I'd like to offer my services for free for one month. See your email for more details where she had a little pitch. Now they gave her the one month free trial. They were very impressed with her. And now she's in the door. Now imagine, let's say that took two weeks and $50. Imagine doing that 10 times. We're talking about 20 weeks and $500. And I will tell you right now, I have spoken with literally hundreds, if not a few thousand employers. Every single time. The companies I'm talking to, from tech startups of 10 people to fast-growing companies of 200 people, they would be more impressed by that than any college degree every single time. You do that 10 times, you're going to get at least five people that respond to you. You're going to get a couple interviews, and you're probably going to get a chance and a job somewhere. 
You can do that for 500 bucks in 20 weeks. That does not take genius level skill. That takes a little initiative and a little time. So the question that the reason that Brian has a hard time believing this is not because he doesn't see examples, because when I provide examples, he won't disagree that they're true. It's that he comes back to this sort of crude homo economicus idea, purely that, that people are making decisions purely based on material outcomes. And this is the crux of where I think his analysis is severely lacking. He will say, well, Isaac, if that's true, that, you know, you can do this. And, and again, you can't take the example I just gave. You can't take that and claim that that requires super level of genius. It just requires a little bit of creativity and a willingness to try a few things and willingness to spend six months learning about a couple different businesses and sending them some stuff. That's, that's not that much. That's not that high of a bar. So he'll see that and he'll say, yeah, but if that's true, then why is everyone going to college? And that's really what it comes down to. It's if college wasn't working to increase people's material career prospects, they wouldn't be doing it. And he basically said that in the interview. And what I find really curious about that is that it's completely untrue. Now, I am a massive fan of economics and economic thinking. And I think economic thinking and I think rational choice theory can perfectly explain this by broadening our understanding of rational self-interest beyond just money and stated career goals. People care about how they feel. So let me give you another example to disprove Brian's conclusion that if college was not giving people better career options than they could get on their own, they wouldn't be doing it because it's so expensive and it takes so long. Totally untrue. Every single person knows they could dramatically increase everything they care about in their life if they diet and exercise. If they ate well and exercised every day. Not a single person doesn't know that. It is 100% true. Everybody knows it's true. The outcomes are irrefutable, yet nobody does it. Why? Not because they're not interested in their well-being, but because they're less interested in the things they say they're interested in than a whole bunch of other things that fill up this complex package. Why do people do things like, you know, everyone knows that you can eat better if you cook food at home and save money and make, you could save a ton of money if you don't go out to eat and you cook at home and you can eat more healthy. Why doesn't everybody do it? See, Isaac, if that was true, if it was true that you could save money by not going out to eat all the time, then everybody would be doing it. Nobody would go out to eat. That's like the efficient market hypothesis fallacy that everything is at this optimal level of material efficiency at all times. Completely untrue. People will go through amazing things that are completely counter to their stated material goals if they have a belief that runs deeper. And I can tell you from experience with hundreds, if not a few thousand, Young people that I've spoken with over the last decade at conferences, on the phone, emails, everywhere. It's got to be in the thousands. When I describe, when I say, what do you kind of want career-wise? Whether it's to find out what you want to do or whether it's to do something specific. And I say, well, look, here's a way. Here's somebody that's done it. I can show you. So it has been done before. You could get that or at least increase your probability of getting that without a degree. Better than by going and getting a degree. You know what I hear? I don't ever hear ever from the students themselves. No, there's no way. There's no way I could do what I want to do without a degree, unless they're doing something that legally requires a degree. But otherwise, I never hear that response. They don't believe what Kaplan's saying. That's not why they think they're making the choice they're making. You know what they say? They say, I know I could, but my mom would kill me. That is bar none, the most popular response. This idea that people are only choosing college in such massive numbers 
because it's clearly the only way to get the economic payout, that there's nothing else at play, that there's no cultural phenomena, there's no belief, there's no religious superstition, there's no desire for prestige to signal not your employability, but to signal your normal and people won't judge you. The, the idea that that doesn't play a role is absolutely absurd. I would argue that plays by far the most dominant role. I have never encountered something to the contrary, period. It is always some variation of, I will feel embarrassed. People won't like me. Or occasionally, I won't be able to access my parents' financial support. Um, you know, financial and moral support, uh, they'll be mad at me. It's not, I have to because it's the only way to get a job that I'm interested in. It's not. Students are not that deceived. They think that it will help them get a job, which is very dangerous. But they don't even think that. It's not even the primary driver. It's the religious belief that you're a loser if you don't go. Period. That is the driving force. And I find it really bizarre that that's a really hard thing for Kaplan to agree with because there are so many other phenomena where we see that. I mean, Certainly, if you are not a devout religious believer, you would think that about all religious activity. I mean, there's no clear monetary payoff. And even if you are a religious believer, people don't go because there's a clear, you know, don't join a religion and go to church because there's a clear monetary payoff. You know, you could say, oh, it's a giant deadweight loss to the economy. Or I've heard economists argue before about, you know, giving gifts. It's a giant deadweight loss. Everybody gives gifts and you never get what you want as much as if you kept your own money. So according to the, the reasoning that Kaplan says, you know, that college is, is actually doing something for careers, you would say, well, look, you know, uh, if if it were a deadweight loss materially, then people would stop giving gifts. No, that's not true. It is a deadweight loss materially, but there's more than material going on. There's a whole combination of wanting to be liked, wanting to be accepted. There's all kinds of things happening there. And that's the real story. I know this because the minute you can find an exception, if you say you just can't get certain jobs without a degree, and I can say, here's an example of one of those jobs that you're not supposed to be able to get without a degree that somebody got without a degree and another person and another person. And I have yet to find someone who did these things that were not a degree. They were somewhat hard, but things like, you know, built a landing page or a specific pitch for a company or did this, did that. They are getting more opportunities than those who have a degree. And I can show you that. The rebuttal can't be, well, that must not be true because people are still getting degrees. <laughs> the rebuttal must be, huh, maybe people are getting degrees for other reasons. Maybe the aggregate data about earnings say more about the fact that ambitious people are going to college way more than not. And that's why more people with more money have degrees because the kind of people who earn more money get degrees. And it's not that it's the only way to get that more money. It's not at all because I can show you where it's not all the time. So the real question is, what's really going on here? And when you dig, you cannot help. Yes, it plays a role in the job market. It is a one of many signals, and it plays a role that matters. But it matters less than several other things that you can do better, faster, easier, cheaper, and for more fun. And that a lot of people don't know, but even the people who know that often still choose college because of fear and embarrassment from bucking the dominant belief system. That is crucial. The role of parents and their influence, the role of desire for cultural acceptance, the role of fear and what common people would call irrational, but purely economically, I don't think it is irrational per se. Um, you know, decision-making it's it's massive. And I would say furthermore, it's really, really dangerous and damaging. Why? 
because that young Praxis participant that I told you about who, who got the, the marketing job with the burrito delivery, she's not going to school. What's everyone around her going to say? You're not going to college. You better do something. What are you going to do? She's got a very felt pressure to create a career for herself and get it launched and do something. If you go and get that degree and then you apply for a few jobs, you don't get something, you do not feel near the pressure. One, you've learned a ton of bad habits sitting around being lazy at college because college is not rigorous. It really isn't. I think Kaplan said like 27 hours a week of work. And you've been told that this will get you a job and everyone is proud of you. Everyone is literally unequivocally proud of you just for going and getting a degree. They don't even care what you did there. You just went. Therefore, that is meritorious in their eyes. And so you get all this cheap, easy praise and you get lulled into thinking you're more special than you are and you feel entitled. And most people with a degree, they wouldn't stoop in their minds to the level of sending a burrito to a CEO and offering to work for free. No, no, no. They paid good money for a degree and they're going to sit there. And even if they're unemployed, they're not going to feel any pressure. Why? Because everyone will say, well, You did what you could do. You got the degree. You did the smart thing. I guess it's the economy's fault that you can't get hired. And people care more about being wrong with others than being right alone. This is why coaches don't go for it on fourth down. Statistically, you can look at it. If you went for it on fourth down every single time, you would come out better in the end. Well, then why doesn't every coach do that? Because you have to live day to day with judgments. And if one of those times when you go for it on fourth down, it costs you the game, you're going to be somebody who lost the game by taking a risk. But if you lose more in the long run by doing what everyone else does, no one will blame your decision. They'll say, well, he did everything he could. And that's how people treat the degree. Well, you got the degree. You did everything you could. The fact that you can't get a job isn't your fault. And so that takes a lot of the pressure. It's like a a moral hazard of opinions. You know, you can get away with it. Whereas if you don't go and you say, I got to launch my own career, you will feel much more impetus. Your incentives will be better aligned with your goals, frankly, and you'll be better for it. So anyway, I just wanted to to get in there. I still love Kaplan's book. I think it is so crucial to establish that the degree is a signal and that the signal is complex and it's not about the learning and all this formation and all this other stuff. But I think the signal is not an economic signal nearly as much as it's a social signal. And I can prove that through the work we're doing at Praxis. And it's not just something that super geniuses can do at all. It doesn't take genius. It takes courage and willingness to be an outsider in the realm of the public religion about education.